My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And then Proverbs chapter 1, verse 20. Wisdom crieth without. She uttereth her voice in the streets. I'd like to preach to you tonight with the help of the Lord on a message entitled, Hearing Voices. Hearing Voices. Let us pray. Reverend Tudor Church, please pray over our message and messenger. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Driving recently, and as I was driving down the highway, there were just so many signs, billboards, various signs calling to you to do something. And if you read the sign in your mind, it's a voice. You read it and you hear it in your mind's ear, if you will, mind's eye and mind's ear. So many of them recently have been about cannabis, proper cannabis. You go to Illinois, they have one saying, our grass is greener. Law firms encouraging you to sue one another. Again, another one I read, weed is legal. And so with all the voices that you see on the billboards, all of the things that you respond to on your phone, all of the things clamoring for your attention, all of the messages, there are many voices, many voices calling to us to do something. The Bible speaks about it saying, there are many voices in the world and none of them are without signification. When someone calls your name, John, you hear that voice, you turn to hear what they have to say to you. But what happens when you've got a thousand voices calling your name? What happens when there's so many things clamoring for your attention? I'm sure I'm not the only one who has sat back and wondered, man, this is an overload. So many things wanting our attention. We hear many voices, but we have to be careful which ones we listen to. I said we hear many voices, but we have to be careful which ones we listen to. Reverend Sewell is our pastor in the church in Belleville. And he shared with me when he was not yet a Christian, he was a teenager in Alaska, and he started working with a Christian man. The Christian man prayed for him. And oh, if I could just encourage you to pray one for another. Because we don't know how much longer we have on this world. Brother Sewell, at the time, young teenager, began to read the Bible and look for answers. Late at night, he was walking home. I think he said he also worked at a restaurant late at night. And as he was walking home, he met a Christian. They talked for a little while, and then he went to his house. And when he was in his house, he heard a voice saying to him, why don't you take that gun and shoot yourself? 
And he said it wasn't long after he heard that voice when it said, I am God. Someone had told him before that God didn't honor suicide, and so he said, I don't believe that. I'm not going to do that. God wouldn't tell me to do that. But you wonder with all the voices in the world, how many times people have acted upon the wrong voice calling them to do something. How many times they've listened to something that seems so compelling. Something that seems even at times that it might even be God. Jesus clarified when he said, my sheep, they hear my voice. Those of us who are born again, we begin to understand the voice of God. We're not easily misled. If you have spent time with God and you've spent time in the word of God, you begin to ferret out the truth from among all of the other voices clamoring for our attention. We have to choose who to listen to. The poet said this, where cross the crowded ways of life, where sound the cries of race and clan, above the noise of selfish strife, we hear your voice, O son of man. We have to choose to listen and hear God's voice. What is God's voice saying to us? God is not telling us to hurt ourselves. God is not telling us to flee. But God is telling us as we sang to come unto me. I like what a sister posted. I think it was today. I saw it today. It said, religion says I've messed up. I hope dad doesn't find out. But Christianity says I've messed up. I need to call dad. Religion says, I messed up, I, 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 dad's going to break my neck, things are going to go wrong. But Christianity says, I messed up, let me go to the one that cares about me. There is a voice calling us to come to him. It doesn't say clean up and come to him, it says come unto me. It doesn't say get perfect and come unto him, it says come unto me. It doesn't say that you've got to be uh, uh, educated or rich or, or well-esteemed in society, it says, come unto me. And whoever comes to him, the Bible said, he would in no wise cast out. We must choose who to listen to, but we've got to be careful because we tend to want to listen to the things we want to hear. When someone says, my, you look like you've lost weight. We like hearing those voices, amen? Even though we know the scale has told us otherwise. We choose to listen to things that may tell us what's not really true. And we tend to want to have a comforting voice instead of a courageous voice. We tend to want to hear somebody say, it's all right, instead of somebody saying, it's not all right. And unless you take action, you're going to end up lost and without God. The world is always seeking for someone to come and, and smooth us and make us comfortable. But God's saying, repent for the kingdom of heaven is upon us. We cannot allow unrepentant sin to go on in our lives. We need to choose carefully who we listen to. 
pastored a church of Marines at one time, and they were telling me how that they were working, I think it was in Italy or, or one of these countries over there, and that maybe it was a, they had some Italian Marines that they were working with. And as they were working with them, he said there was a time where there were some girls there, and these Italian Marines were quite versed at flirting and telling the girls what they wanted to hear. And these brothers that were part of the church were, were telling me about it. He said, Pastor, you should have seen it. They were going up saying, Mona Lee, your eyes are so beautiful. And you look like this. And, you look, and the girls were just, he said, they were just eating it up. They said, it didn't matter what they looked like. These guys were telling them all kinds of stuff. And they were just taking it all in. Because we like to listen to the things that tell us comfortable things. In the Old Testament, the prophet said this. He was, he was writing of, of a group of people who said, don't speak unto us those things. Speak unto us smooth things. Things easy to be understood. Don't tell us the truth because the truth may make us change. Sometimes people come to church and they like the church. They like, maybe they like the singing. They like the fellowship. They like to, to eat. and They like to, uh, the friendliness of the people. But eventually it comes time where something needs to change. Maybe they work at Anheuser-Busch and God begins to deal with them. Hey, you need to change your job. How can you be a follower of me and, and continue to, to manufacture this alcohol when the word of God says that no drunkard shall inherit the kingdom of heaven? And God begins to push on them and they sense that, that, that uneasiness and that discomfort and they understand, I need to change. And eventually, they don't want to hear that and so they do one of two things. They leave. Because they're tired of hearing that voice telling them, you need to change. Or they, or they surrender to Jesus and say, Lord, there's no job worth my eternity. Amen? There's no job worth my forever. We need to hear the voice of courage calling us to a complete surrender to Christ. I received the Voice of the Martyrs missionary magazine. And they usually give us stories people who are surrendering their lives. And recently, there was a story of these five, I think it was Cambodia, I can't recall now, but five women who were testifying of Christ. And in that particular community, I think it was a mostly Muslim community, they, they began to band against them. And they said, listen, you need to, to stop testifying of Christ. But they refused. Of course, God had changed them, and, and that was the most important thing. And so the uh, authorities came, and they stripped them down to nothing but a thin shirt, made them stand on the ice in their bare feet. They had the whole community come up and stare at them. But the women began to sing praises to God. And the authorities said, listen, if you don't stop singing, we're going to release the dogs on you. But they kept on worshiping God. And so they released the dogs and the dogs ferociously came at them and stopped within inches of the women and sat down. And all the people saw it and said, my, this is a miracle. Why? Because they were standing for God. There's always going to be a pressure that says shut up. There's always going to be a pressure that says just get along with everybody. But there's always that voice of God saying come up hither. There's always that voice of God saying be different. There's always that voice of God saying I want you to be clean. You cannot be a lukewarm half-hearted Christian. Jesus said you're for me or against me. 
We must choose who to listen to. But when we have become a Christian, we must choose who to listen to when we fail. Because I wish I could say that once you become a Christian, everything's going to be smooth in your life. Wouldn't that be wonderful? But it wouldn't be true. And I wish I could say that when you become a Christian, you'd never fail. Although it's possible because God gives us the power to live an overcoming Christian life. It's not probable. And so, when we sin, there are voices speaking to us. When you mess up, the voice of the devil says, see, you messed up. You knew you were going to mess up. You might as well just go ahead and mess up all the way now. Can you fix that, please? You might as well just go ahead out there and, and just go on a bender. Or might as well just give up God. Because you already sinned once. You're never going to be able to overcome. That's the voice of the devil. Like you told that Reverend Sewell before he got saved, just go ahead, take the gun, kill yourself. But there's another voice, God saying, come unto me. If you confess your sin, I'm faithful and just to forgive you your sin and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. There's another voice saying, I, I love you, don't give up. I, I shed my blood so that when you failed, you can be redeemed, you can be reconciled to me. There's another voice that says, don't quit. If you just get up and come to me, I can give you a brand new beginning. A voice that speaks to us when we sin and a voice that speaks to us as we go forward. As a Christian, we hear constant voices. The devil and sometimes self will say, you're nothing. You're nobody. You'll never overcome. Why are you even trying? Why, you used to go to a different church. It didn't work there. Why are you even trying? Why, you know it won't work. But there's another voice saying, just keep on going forward. One more step. One more day closer to Jesus. Just don't quit. Don't you give up. No matter how bad you think you're doing, just don't surrender to quitting. When we pastored among the Army brethren, they told us of some special forces training. And for those who passed the special forces training and the ranger training, they put them through some really gruesome and uh, very trying circumstances. They, they let them go for days without getting proper sleep and without getting proper food, just barely enough. It was very common for them to hallucinate during the training, thinking they heard something. One story came back of a lieutenant who kept on checking on what he thought was another Marine, but it was just a bush. And he's saying, Marine, are you all right? Are you all right? Because he was hallucinating, because he hadn't slept very much. But one particular part of the training talked about how they had put him through this uh, uh, very rigorous physical training. They were exhausted. And as they wore them all the way down, they got around to the, the bottom of a hill. And it was a steep hill. And as they got to the bottom of the hill, there was a group there that pointed and said, Now, I want you to run to the top. And uh, there were some that came around after they'd been through having little food and, and having little sleep and, and gone through all the training. When they got to that and they saw that challenge, they said, I just can't do it. And there were people that quit right then and there. But he said, 
for the guys that though they were exhausted and they had no more strength and they just turned and began to go up that hill. It wasn't but a few steps. There was another trainer there that said, that's okay. We just wanted to see your heart. As long as you didn't quit. And they told him, you can go back now. It's okay. You know, sometimes God's just looking, no matter what it is in our heart and mind, to say, don't you dare quit. Don't you dare give up. Don't you turn back now. You've come too far to go back now. I've got something for you. We must hear the voice of God saying, go forward. Jesus said, come unto me. I will give you rest. In Revelation chapter 22 and verse 17, he said, And the spirit and the bride say, Come. And let him that heareth say, Come. And let him that is a thirst come. And whosoever will, let him take the water of life freely. If you've never read Pilgrim's Progress, it's a story John Bunyan wrote. John Bunyan was a preacher who was in prison for preaching the gospel. But his legacy lives on much because of this book. And in the book, he writes of Christian, this man that fled the city of destruction, was heading to the celestial city. And as he had a, a, another fellow traveler with him, I think it was faithful. And it talks about how they go through these various trials. And it's an allegory. It's a parallel between our life. A really excellent book if you haven't read it yet. How he passes through this, this city of vanity and everybody's concerned about what they look like and, and the outward appearance. How he came to a, a place at night and he heard the roaring of the lions. But in the morning time he saw that they were scrawny cats that were on chains that could never hurt them. But the one thing that sticks out to me, they were passing through the valley of the shadow of death. And in that darkness... He heard all these voices. And he said, in the midst of the darkness, he could not tell whether the voice was coming from outside or from within. And it was a perfect story of how the enemy uses our own thinking to get us off track. He plants the thought in our mind and then says, why are you thinking that? He, he slips it into our own thinking, and, and we can't because we're in the darkness. We can't ferret out what's real and what's not real. So what do we do when we do that? Compare it to the Word of God. Take out the truth and, and line up my thinking. Is this what God says? And if I line it up according, get ready, musicians. If I line it up according to the Word of God, I'll never fail. Because I can ferret out what's right and what's not right. And so tonight, though we may speak of those hearing voices of those as those who are mentally ill, we all hear certain voices. But we have to choose which ones we listen to. God's calling us tonight. Not too long ago, in our midst, a young girl came and heard the message of the gospel. And then Tuesday night we got the news that she was shot and died. We never know when our last chance to hear the voice of God calling us is. We must respond while God is calling. The spirit and the bride say, come.
Let him that is a thirst come. Would you bow your heads, close your eyes? Lord Jesus, we thank